0: Your home for real news, real opinions, and what really matters about Tennessee athletics. Always available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, iHeart. Like, share, follow, subscribe. Always available wherever you find your favorite podcasts.
1: Good morning to you and yours. She's Amanda LaFrada. I'm Dave Hooker. Loaded up on the show today, we will discuss... Where this ranks among the Tennessee's biggest game in uh, sports uh, football program history—easy for me to say. Maybe uh, did I play the wrong intro? That's my bad. All right, it's you been did. a busy morning. It's been a busy morning. You just want to refire
2: it? I'm good with whatever you want to do. I'm good with.
1: There's you a want- reason I'll show you why. Let's just do this.
3: Hey, guys. You ready to let the dogs out? What? Do what? Let the dogs out. You know, like, ooh, let the dogs out. Ooh,
0: ooh. Off the Hook, airing on offthehooksports.com. Your home for real news, real opinions, and what really matters about Tennessee athletics. Always available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, iHeart. Like, share, follow, subscribe. Always available wherever you find your favorite
1: podcasts. (laughs) All right, here we go. Just a quick redo. My intro is horrible too, so let's go ahead and begin with... Big show on tap today. Chris Landry of LandryFootball.com will join us. Also, we'll take a look at where this Tennessee-Georgia game ranks among the biggest games in Tennessee program history. And It's right up there. And I want to discuss the prelude leading up to the game as much as anything. Nugs said, Dave, that, that intro is so loud. I'm sorry. I don't know what to do about that. It just busts my ears on every video. So, Uh, We'll we'll work on that. Jamie said, Dave, showing out. Yes, by clicking buttons, Jamie, I'm showing out. Like, subscribe and share. Good morning, Brittany uh, and uh, John uh, with us as well. I said, I love that intro, though, and uh, we appreciate you joining us and those that were there waiting. That's pretty awesome. Uh, We appreciate that. Like, subscribe and share. Good morning, Amanda LaFrada. How are you?
2: Good morning, Dave. I am doing well. How are you?
1: I'm well. It is uh, two days away from, I could make a strong argument, the most anticipated game in Tennessee football history. Now, I know a lot of people might immediately say the 1998 National Championship game, but for me at least... I thought that was a pretty surefire win because Florida State was going to have to play its third-string quarterback. Chris Winkie had gotten hurt earlier in the season. Their second stringer had gotten hurt as well. And you had a month, I guess, to think about it. But as far as the immediacy of a regular season, this one just feels different than any other one. And I want to get into that. But, man, I'm curious. You keep your eye on social media. You keep your eye on the media. Uh, Your thoughts on kind of how Tennessee is being portrayed in this? Uh, I feel like an awful lot of people, despite the spread, still sits about seven and a half, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. I just feel like this, to the media in general, this feels like a coin flip game, that it might as well be even or three since it's in Athens. But doesn't it just feel like this game could go either way and nobody would be surprised?
2: Um, I think that well I would be surprised if this game went in Georgia's favor just based on the way that they've played the last I don't know five weeks I mean it's nothing has been very consistent nothing has been um at least on their side has been just overwhelmingly like yes you belong in the top you know five you you belong at number one you belong at number three. None of what Georgia has done this season with the exception of the time they had like a full year to get ready for Oregon, none of anything else that they've done has been truly impressive to me. So I would be surprised if Georgia went um, It won this game. But as far as media is concerned, it is a toss up.
1: Yeah, it doesn't feel like a seven point spread, I guess no. is the point I'm, I'm getting at. I feel like as many people like Tennessee in the media as like Georgia in the media. Joe's saying, uh, up in here. Yes, Joe, you are. Orange Blood saying, good morning. Good morning to you. John said, I love this date in sports history. Well, thank you, Brittany, because she pr- provides that. And we'll get to that a little bit later in the show. And um, uh, some more talk as, as we go through. Uh, Smoky Mountain Red said, good morning and go Vols. And uh, Joe said, I wish I felt like Amanda. Would you have a long night last night, Joe? Samantha feels great. So don't don't go out. Don't you don't want to party too early? You have to pace yourself.
2: I think he means he wishes he felt like I do about the game.
1: Oh, okay. Well, she said she felt great yeah. as well. Uh, Jamie said Georgia can't stop Tennessee from scoring. They better be able to keep it up. So we visited with John Adams of the Knoxville News Sentinel, and he's sticking by what he said, and I. To my knowledge, he was the only one who just came out and clearly picked Tennessee to beat Alabama to go way back. So he's been on board this train and has a, a keen eye for football. I probably know alignment, assignment, that sort of thing better than John. I think John would tell you that. He just kind of winces when I talk about uh, a cornerback may have great hips and things like that, but he does have a really good eye for football, which is why when he picked Alabama, and if you want to watch that video, it's on our YouTube page. Pick Tennessee.
2: Tennessee.
1: Yeah, I was so surprised. And he continues to stand by that, and he thinks that Tennessee beats Georgia and Tennessee beats Alabama for a second time in the SEC championship game. Now, Alabama still has some work to do there. And I think it's important to point out that – Amanda, there there probably is not an elite, elite team in the SEC unless it's Tennessee. I don't think Georgia's elite. I don't think Alabama's elite. They could very well lose this weekend. And I don't think there's necessarily an elite team in the country. Ohio State may prove me wrong. They may wax Michigan by 50. They may just roll through the college football playoffs. And then I will say on January the 8th, I was wrong. But right now, I don't see an elite team in college football. And yes, once again, we've hit the big time because we have posts for hot girl picks for you on our message board. Nothing like that. And by the way, and I mean this sincerely, thank you for breaking the message board yesterday. We had so many people online that we had to uh, have a a special plug-in put on the uh, message board because there were so many oh. people online there were so many people online you broke the message board so uh the i've already taken off the hot girls picks for you so uh, as far as hot girls uh um, amanda is an attractive lady that's the closest we're going to come and um and there's Barry, no picks
2: picks of me out there just well, fyi
1: well, no, but there's a pick now. I mean, you're you're there. Well, yes,
2: I know. I'm just I'm just letting people know. Don't don't search for OnlyFans because it does not exist. There's if you thing. were going to, I don't. You I'm not
1: you would, but you mentioned OnlyFans like a month ago. When we were talking about somebody who really likes the show, and I thought that meant OnlyFans. Like there were groups of sports fans, and I didn't oh. even tell you this. So I Googled and I was like, well, what is this all about? Maybe it's a way to promote our show. And I'm like, ah, trying to get that because that was my work computer. And the last thing I ever want is to be in front of a client or a fan or someone and show somebody our side. And then bingo only bango, fans. only fans is not about sports.
2: No, it is not. Um, there is a there is a sports uh show out there. That their girls do have OnlyFans accounts, and I find that so odd and cringe, like cringeworthy. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not crude. So, prude, so but what they,
1: just, they dress. What do they dress up as? Like, um, I'm confused. No, they dr- They
2: have accounts on OnlyFans, or you can purchase their pictures, like their nudes and and whatever else. I don't know what. What they have on there, I just know that they have OnlyFans accounts. I don't go on there looking, but it—I think it's just very—it's very cringe. Like it, it's, I don't know. That's just my opinion. I think it's cringe.
1: Wow. Okay. Um, the down and dirty at thirty made clear by Campbell Cunningham Taylor and Han as. You might have noticed I wore contacts for about a week before my pre-op to get LASIK. I got LASIK thanks to Campbell, Cunningham, Taylor, and Hahn, And I couldn't be happier. I can now see up close. I was beginning to get to the point where I had to wear readers because I look at screens all day. But I'd always had trouble with distance vision. Now they're both taken care of. And the great part about Campbell, Cunningham, Taylor, and Hahn, and I really mean this, if you have anybody in your family As any issues with cataracts or you're considering LASIK, go with Campbell, Cunningham, Taylor and Hahn in the Knoxville area or even make travel plans to go there because they're local and they care other people fly people in. So the down and dirty made clear down and dirty at 30 made clear by Campbell, Cunningham, Taylor and Hahn. So let's go ahead and get rolling as we break down some of the biggest games in Tennessee football history so this is a column that I wrote on off the hook sports we're multimedia here you can listen you can watch you can do it all well not, not only, only fans not only fans you, just don't have those. you stole my line that's a sign I mean. that we're getting on the wavelength that uh, same wavelength way too much all right yeah. so the the closest one that I came up with and this is all personal okay so you tell me what you think because I want to get your input. But the closest I came up with was the 2001 Florida game. And I felt pretty strongly about that one because I felt like that the uh, both uh, football teams had a monumental, type of achievement to play for. They were going to go on and play what turned out to be LSU. And some guy named Nick Saban that nobody had really heard of at the time. And everybody thought that LSU was the lesser team. So whoever won in Gainesville was just going to go on and then play Miami in the national championship. And that was one of those loaded Miami teams. I mean, loaded. Um, And you can you can draw a lot of parallels from that game because it felt like a playoff game. This feels like a playoff game, Amanda. And, and it's also later in the season. So some of the other games I'm going to refer to in particular, the Florida games were early in the season. And there was a sense that if you lost, you could climb your way back up the poles or that Florida might slip up and lose twice. Probably wasn't going to happen, but at least you could have that conversation. Neither of these teams are going to lose twice after this game on Saturday.
2: No, they're not going to lose twice. I mean, the only thing I would say is, oh, maybe they would lose twice if they were in the SEC SEC championship. But this will eliminate one of them from that game, obviously. So, no, neither team – both teams will end up with one loss this season.
1: Yes. Uh, Like, subscribe, and share. Jamie said – The Sugar Bowl game in Miami, and I'm assuming you're, I'm sure you are, referring to 1985. Two things, Jamie. That's a little bit before my time. I barely remember that game. I would have been 11 years old, so I barely remember that game, and there wasn't a championship on the line. Now, that's when the Sugar Bowl felt like a championship, but it wasn't, so I did not include that one. Again, a little before my time is the main reason, but I understand that's one of the most beloved teams. If I did most beloved teams right now, it's no matter what this team does moving forward, um, they could lose against Georgia and not make the college football playoff. And this is going to be one of the most beloved teams because they would be in the, at least the Sugar Bowl, right? And then you have the 98 national championship team and you would have the 85 Miami, uh, the 85 team that played Miami. So, I'm going to clearly say that uh, this is going to be one of the most beloved teams, no matter what happens on Saturday, because it came out of nowhere, but uh, to stick to the topic, uh, the other game was the 2001 SEC championship game. So this is the most significant football game in. Since this game on Saturday, there's no question about it. 2001 SEC championship game. Now, Again, leading up to it, there, there was hype, Amanda, but it was like this confidence hype. I still remember the general manager at the radio station that I worked at at the time. You know, Here I am in um, Florida. I was covering the game, and I'd heard that the team had flown back, and they were handing out roses for the Rose Bowl before the uh, playing LSU in the SEC championship game. That, that was, idea. was dumb. That was incredibly dumb. And the yeah. players were at Tom Black Track, and they were accepting the roses. And I'm sure that, you know, we talk about whether or not being number one motivates Georgia, but you just had one significant practice left because that was Tuesday night, so you go into Wednesday. You don't think that motivated LSU on Monday, uh-huh. Tuesday, and Wednesday that they're handing out roses at Tom Black Track? Uh, it certainly did. Um, There's no question. So I included that one. um, And then I included 1998 Arkansas. Now, this one may strike you out of left field if you're younger. But the the lead-up to this game was monstrous because somehow, someway, Arkansas was undefeated. And Arkansas had hopes of playing for what was the first BCS national title. And Tennessee was able to eke out a victory thanks to Clint Sterner deciding to use the football as a cane uh, off a play-action play that never should have been called, and Tennessee won. But the lead-up was tremendous. Still, it's not Tennessee-Georgia. That has a lot more panache than Tennessee-Arkansas. So, 1997, Florida is a game I picked. That was supposed to be the year, and I was a student at the time, and I remember the buzz on campus. Man, that was supposed to be the year that Peyton Manning got the Florida curse, Florida monkey off his back, and went on to uh, win the championships and the SEC championship and went on to win all these great things, and it was going to be fantastic, the national title. Well, Tennessee didn't win that game. Uh, but the hype, I would I would compare leading up to it. Now, again, I, I'll, for those that want to go back further, feel free to do so. But I'm 48 years old, so I would say I have a pretty strong knowledge from about 92, 93 on. So that's kind of the time frame we're looking at. Um, others, I didn't include the Alabama game this year because I don't think anybody thought that Tennessee was really going to win, um, except for John. I did not include the Florida game uh, from this year as well because, Amanda, I thought that that was a winnable game. It didn't feel like it had that sort of um, undue hype or that sort of massive hype that this game has. This game feels different than the other two big games this year. Don't you think?
2: Well, I think in the... The way that Tennessee fans are approaching this game as they feel like this is a game they can win. They don't feel like, hey, we, we're we probably going to lose. You know, I feel like with the Alabama game, they went in thinking, and I know a majority of Tennessee fans I talked to were like, okay, this is going to be an awesome game, but we're probably not going to be able to win it. We're just going to go and see how close we can we can make it. One and point, that was the goal. A one
1: point loss would almost be a win.
2: Yeah, it was a moral victory kind of feeling. Um and because, you know, I mean we saw Alabama struggle but still then they were they were considered better than I think they're considered after that loss. So Tennessee fans just didn't really feel like they were they're going to do everything they could to try to win the game but they didn't feel like it was going to, you know, happen. But I think after, after the goalpost came down, that's when everyone really started believing in this team. And now this is highly anticipated because it's more like, here's a small speed bump in this road that we're going to take the national title. I mean, that's, I think, the general feeling now for Tennessee fans is, we can win it all. You know, back before Alabama, it was, we can, we can win nine games this season. We-
1: I, it felt like the Tennessee could get to the Sugar Bowl, and that would be a yes. raw year.
2: Yes, and now it feels like an, a natty is is uh, imminent. Imminent. Yeah, that's what it, that's what it feels like. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just saying that that's the feeling that I get from other Tennessee fans. Is that it went from after beating Alabama, it went from. And then destroying Kentucky. I think that was also another step in there. It went from, okay, we could win it. All right. Now we might win it. And now after that destruction of Kentucky, it's, we're going to win it. Like everyone's like, it feels like 98. And something about Cedric Tillman saying he felt like 98% healthy or something. I don't know. Saw that online. But um, everyone's now like the, the, if I had to write the book, I would say, 2022 feels like 98.
1: Yeah, and Tennessee actually sent out a release uh, about being number one. It says feels like 2022, and then there's a revival's book book that is hard to say. Um, yeah, let's see what happens this year. Um, the, a lot of listen, it's it's been a fantastic ride, and I have no problem with you expecting to win a championship expecting to win at Georgia. But let's, let's see what happens before we start comparing a team that's in the first week of November to what that 98 team did. Because what that 98 team did, losing one of the greatest players in the history of football and Peyton Manning, he's on a short list, and winning the national title was pretty impressive. Like, subscribe, and share. We'll get to today's tough question. Let me go ahead and wrap up our – down and dirty at 30 and uh, take note of two things there hasn't been a game of this magnitude in 20 years despite what former Tennessee coach Butch Jones might have you think and number two these games are completely unpredictable if you look at the games that we just discussed the Vols won one game Florida in 2001 that they probably shouldn't have had shouldn't have they were 17 and a half point dogs they won one game, Arkansas in 98, that almost slipped away, that they were heavily favored in, lost one game at the LSU uh, SEC championship game in 2001 that they should have won, and pulled off one of the most memorable wins, Florida in 1998 in program history. In other words, all that we think we know could be blown completely out of the water And by blown out of the water, it could be Tennessee dominates on defense and wins. I don't think this is going to happen, but it could be they dominate on defense and win 13-10. to Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if Georgia struggled to score. I just don't see Tennessee struggling to score. No buzzkill, TJ. I think Tennessee's going to win on Saturday. Go ahead.
2: There's no – yeah, that took some convincing, everyone. I'm just letting you know. That took some convincing to make Dave say, I think Tennessee's going to win.
1: They did. Um, I'm I'm officially picking – I'll go ahead and throw my pick out there. I'm picking Tennessee 38-31 to on Saturday.
2: Good Lord. I'm surprised you think Georgia's going to score 31 points. The only way Georgia really scores a lot of points besides, of course, the Oregon game that, again, they had a year to prepare for. The only way they score a lot of points is defense and this Tennessee team does not turn the ball over. No. They don't turn the ball over. They don't make stupid mistakes. We've seen them make one stupid mistake where it just seemed like a miscommunication in that Alabama game. They don't turn they don't turn the ball over. So Georgia I don't think really stands a chance because Georgia's offense their defense covers for their offense. Their offense is not very good. Uh, besides the running game, their quarterback is not very good. I'm sorry. He, he's blessed to be on the team that he's on. Great leader, whatever. A butt guy, apparently, according to some rumors. Um, but he's just, yes, we did a message or bingo, and it was talking about Stetson Bennett. Like it said, he likes, butt. Oh, he likes okay. the butt. Yeah. So anyway, Thanks. long story. Anywho, so the I just don't see, Tennessee needs to make a lot of mistakes for Georgia to be able to capitalize on that and they don't. And their offense is unstoppable. We've seen that against Alabama, we've seen it against Kentucky. I mean, how many more, you know, competitions or how many more strong defenses do you have to go against to really just say, no, this is an unstoppable offense because that's what it is.
1: I I'm at that point. It was Well, I thought the offense was unstoppable. Well, nothing really changed in my mind pre-Kentucky, other than Tennessee's, or post-Kentucky, other than Tennessee's secondary is just that good, uh, with Nico Slaughter in there, or is a lot better than we thought. I'm not going to say they're dominant. They're not going to probably shut teams down completely, but they did Kentucky, Um, and... Kentucky never really could run the ball, so I don't think Georgia is going to have that same issue. But at the end of the day, Amanda, I look at Tennessee and where my mindset changed um, was 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 definitely the Alabama game, um, but just really the there were little chips in 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 my cynical armor along the lines when i thought they got better against teams like ut martin i thought they dominated teams like kentucky they won the games they should and they got better a in and a week out so to me um it's been it's been little creeps with you you thought tennessee beats georgia from the get you said that in july when we started the show so um jamie said i'll put tennessee's schedule up against anyone there is no question in my mind that tennessee has the best resume that's why they should be number one uh smoky mountain red said i haven't uh, said this in a long time but until they lay several eggs, this staff can game plan to beat anyone on any given day now the players have to execute it as well and so far they have And they have. And I think it's a special group, a lot like that 98 team that held full practices without pads in the summer. Um, That doesn't sound like any fun at all, but they did. And there were no coaches there, from what I've been told. Who knows? But uh, I look at uh, at this football team, and I think that the – and as a matter of fact, I'll tell you what. Let's do this. Let's get to today's tough question. How about that? Today's tough question today is brought to you by Nutrition World. Nutrition World can absolutely make sure that you get the supplements that are the best. They're uh, supplements that are tested and graded out. They are supplements that are the absolute best. And you don't have to worry about getting something from one of those acronym stores. Go to NutritionW.com nutritionw.com and order off their e-commerce site which is voted one of the best e-commerce sites in the nation as a matter of fact so that's uh, pretty darn impressive let's do this let's get to today's tough question and i know exactly where i want to go today's tough question is brought to you by nutrition world nutritionw.com.
0: we do our research have you done your research we're working like heck today's tough question What's the real debate? You sipping my soupé Guadalupe? Exclusively on Off the Hook Sports with Dave Hooker and Amanda Lafrata. You drinking my sake, kimosabi?
4: Oh, my God.
1: John's saying, Dave, that 98 defense had some studs on that team. This team is playing up like crazy and now making a name for themselves. Yeah, kind of flip-flop, John, in a lot of ways. The 98 team had studs on defense – The 2022 team has their studs on offense. Uh, But absolutely, the defense led Tennessee to a championship in 98. All right, so how about today's tough question? What's the most special aspect of this team? Or what's your favorite aspect of this team? And we can go in a couple of different directions here if you'd like. Um, But I want Moxie to be one of them. I want Moxie and mindset to be one of them, and then we could go. There's the Byron Young story, who the guy was working at a Dollar General like four and a half years ago, and he's probably going to be picked in the NFL draft in the at least third or fourth round. You have Hendon Hooker, who, uh, whose coach Justin Fuente said at the time that he just doesn't like playing in the cold. Britney says their humility. I would classify that's very good, Brittany. I would classify that under their moxie, their mindset. So
4: or I we- would
2: classify that under their care I would say character. Moxie and mindset is a different, I think it's different than your character. Like mindset is is, you know, clearing your mind, being able to stay composed and all that stuff. Character is being a good person out on the out on the on the field or off okay. the field.
1: Okay. Well, I wasn't thinking of off field character. I was thinking of just the character of going to work every day. Okay. So I like that. Well, why don't you go ahead and mold that fine tune it. And then we'll have today's tough question right after this. And we will visit with Chris Landry of LandryFootball.com. Well, with Georgia's without Nolan Smith and how in the world did they get pressure on Tennessee and Hendon Hooker because the Vols just don't give up sacks and Georgia doesn't get a lot of sacks. Give me two minutes back with a complete breakdown. Tennessee, Georgia, you looked at me weird, Amanda. What did I say?
2: You didn't say anything. I just, moxie, I think is kind of a, a little old fashioned word, but how do I spell it? Is my question
1: you have to Google it off the top okay. of my head. I'm not sure. Two okay. minutes back with you after this.
3: Life's about choosing where you want to go and mapping out a financial path to get there. Of course, things don't always go according to plan. An experienced financial advisor can help you avoid potential hazards and find alternate routes. The right financial advisor is there for the journey, helps you plan for what's coming, makes adjustments along the way, and keeps you on track to reach your specific goals. Are you on the road to success? Contact us for a complimentary review to find out.
4: Hey folks, Gary Viles here. I wanna personally invite you to North Knoxville's newest sports bar and restaurant. It's Big Orange Phillies, located in Black Oak Center. And yes, folks, it's happening in halls. Big Orange Phillies offers family-friendly environment with homemade meals and the best deli-style subs around. Billiards, darts, jukebox, shuffleboard, and cornhole, and a full bar. We also offer valet parking on weekends and during special events. We even have a covered back patio. It's happening at Big Orange Phillies. We want, we need, and we appreciate your business.
5: Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, New construction or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. This is Al's This Barbecue Supply, so come on in and see all the different rubs and sauces we have, plus a complete line of Green Mountain Grills. Don't be overwhelmed, we have plenty of help so you can produce the best barbecue and amaze your family and friends. Barbecue is America's food. We'll do what we can to bring you all the best products. We're Al's Nest Barbecue, where Chattanooga goes to grill. Got cataracts?
0: We can fix that. Never miss another moment. With a little help from Drs. Campbell, Cunningham, Taylor, and Hahn. At CCTIs.com.
5: Please allow me to introduce myself. I'm a man of wealth
1: and taste. I'm a big rock. It's- Welcome back. It's time to talk to the coach, Chris Landry of LandryFootball.com. And if you have not been to LandryFootball.com, you're crazy. You got to get to LandryFootball.com, know more about football than all of your friends. And Chris joins us now. His appearance brought to you in part by Owl's Nest Barbecue. Owl's Nest Barbecue there in Udawai, it has your choices uh, When it comes to barbecue of everything you could possibly need in quality. We're talking about sauces, we're talking about rubs, we're talking about the Green Mountain Grills, which are awesome, awesome, awesome. Chris, good morning. How are you, sir? I'm
3: doing good. How are you guys doing this morning?
1: We are absolutely fantastic. Uh, Tennessee, Georgia, who to thunk it. You know, if I'd have said, if I'd have told you this in August, that um uh, Tennessee, Georgia would determine everything uh, in, in the East and perhaps beyond, and that Tennessee would have a realistic chance of going to Athens. I think both of you, uh, both of us, Amanda, picked Tennessee the whole time, but I think both of us would have said, nah, probably not this year. But,
3: so. No, I thought maybe, you know, it's it a possibility this could be kind of a sparler type game, um, but no, I not not uh, did not see it um this season has kind of a, a life of its own it's uh i tell you it, it's i know it's exciting for fans but just as a football guy that doesn't care who wins i'm extremely excited for the strategic matchup and how Georgia's is going to play it and and um and how this might be different or the same i, I just it fascinates me a great deal so it's got a, a little bit of everything it, it does determine an awful lot um you know the loser of this game is going to need a lot of help, and you know um, it's probably not going to get it. I agree with you. I think this is basically the SEC, you know, championship, SEC East championship, and um, you know, so uh, I think it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a different atmosphere, obviously, for for Tennessee having to play a really tough game game on the road. They've got that, and then you know, uh, again, how's Georgia going to play it based upon? Um, running a similar scheme that at Alabama runs, but being able to have the benefit of looking what worked and what didn't work for Alabama against this offense, how they're going to play it—I mean, just just a whole bunch of things. I can go on and on. I I tend to go on and on too much anyway. But that that's this is just—I'm giddy with excitement. Can't wait for the kickoff. It's just just one of those things.
1: How big of a loss is Nolan Smith to Georgia, who's out for the year?
3: Well, it's big because uh, he's a great player, and um I feel bad for him. he came back and you know but that's it's a that's that's football injuries are hundred percent injury factor at some point for everybody um but it's not devastating i mean they've got a really bill's really good player and has played well for him um this is this is gonna be you know a challenge though mainly against the run because I, I really think the key is to defend Tennessee's offense. Everyone thinks that well you gotta defend the deep ball. Well you do, but in order to do that it's you gotta defend the run with with lesser numbers. And so that could have an effect in this game. And by that I mean you need to keep maximum guys back in coverage. So the more effective you can be defending the run without having putting extra guys in the box to stop the run is the key to stopping them. So if you got safeties having to cheat up, well, again, we've discussed this before. Tennessee's offense is an option offense. They basically option the safety. It's basically numbers. Safety comes in the box, they'll throw it. If it stays deep, we'll run it. So the ability to defend the run with lesser numbers is the key. And not having Nolan, look, it it hurts. There's no way you can sit there and say it doesn't doesn't hurt. It does. Uh, But they've still got some – Georgia's got some really good defenders. And this is going to be – I think I mean it's a it's a more complete and more deeper secondary in, than than Alabama has. So this is this is probably the best defensive personnel. Well, it's definitely the best defensive personnel that Tennessee's faced this year, but it's the best defensive personnel overall in in the, the SEC.
1: We asked today's tough question, and I, I I'm going to give you the options, not for you to answer it, but just to give you an idea of how Tennessee fans feel about this team. And it was. What is your favorite aspect of this team? So we didn't pick out the running game or the passing game, but it's Moxie and mindset, character and humility, storylines with Byron Young and Hendon Hooker, excitement scheme. So that is a backdrop. I want to ask you, Chris, what team or teams have you been around that just had that special something that you felt like they were a group of guys that maximized their ability? You can go to NFL days, you can go to college. Whichever team you want to pick, you're like, I like
3: being around these dudes. Boy, that there's a whole bunch of them. And there's like 20 that come to mind. Let me but I mean, just kind
1: of... As, as, as far as a team in one particular year.
3: Yeah, you know, usually what you see is the really good teams that go all the way in college or the NFL, they usually have it. Um, so there's still a lot of them. I would say that most recently, probably the 2019 LSU team really kind of had it. Um, you know, they had a close win at Alabama. And, you know, I mentioned early a few times here in the past, you know, early in the season, had a close game against Texas, but was able to finish it out and just got better and better and better. That, that there, There's similarities there. Now, the scheme is different. How they go about being good offensively was different. Um you know, uh, than than Tennessee and LSU, the the offenses numbers wise are, are are maybe comparative, but how they get to those numbers are completely different. Um, but probably that team because that's the most recent team in college. Um, I mean, you know, I you know the the year that Kansas City made their run they they in the in the NFL a couple of years ago that was recent too. But you know, if you look at it. Um, uh it's, it's probably LSU's the most team that looked like they were that. Because if you think about it, I, I would say Georgia last year um, had that uh, defensively. And yet they kind of lost it in the conference championship game. So that's why I've kind of put them on the back burner as opposed to kind of LSU went all the way um, in winning all the games. But But, you know, I think every championship team has some of that. Uh, in play, but I would say the most recent team in college would be 2019 LSU. That's the most similar. But again, I said this to you guys on Monday. I know everybody's excited and you should be excited. That's what fans and, and it's just starting. Okay. It's, it's November. And now everything you did is great. It, it you, you, It's hard to answer that question to the end of the season because all of that is great to this point. But as I said, like comparing them to LSU, there's some of the similarities. LSU went all the way. LSU uh, won every game. LSU got to the conference championship game, beat Georgia. Then, Then defensively, we know they won offensively, but defensively, they took it to... Oklahoma and Clemson, two good, great talent and great skill offensive teams, and they basically rocked them. And then offensively is where they got all the – so Tennessee's got to win this week. They've got to win the conference championship game, and then they're going to have to beat two pretty good teams in the playoffs. So, I mean, it's just getting started. I mean, it's not even – what they have done to this point is nowhere near what they're going to have to do the rest of the way to finish the deal. So, uh, and this is obviously the biggest one all year long. The biggest one to this point being Alabama, and they got that done. And, you know, we'll see what happens, but I'm excited to find out.
2: Georgia this season has not been super impressive, at least not to me. I know you're different X's and O's standpoint kind of thing. Um, I think they've really been bailed out a lot by their defense on, on games they shouldn't have, they shouldn't have needed to be bailed out. I think their offense is lacking a little bit, especially at the quarterback position. How do you think that will impact this game against Tennessee? If their offense can't seem to score points, because we know Tennessee's will.
3: well, they're different. So Tennessee's offense, like, you know, people have talked about some of the big 12 offenses in the past, and I've made the comparison like Tennessee to Oklahoma. That's more exciting, and people look at that offense as better because they score more points. Well, they're built offensively. Georgia's built as a line of scrimmage team. Georgia's built more with the running game, the power run game. They don't spread you out. They come at you with, with ISO, and and they just they run a lot of downhill run game. So – their aim is, yeah, to score points put to each clock in the process and kind of play more game control. Whereas Tennessee is just fast, go, 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 all with scoring. So it's going to look, it, it, depending on your style. I mean, do you, do you want a you know fancy sports car? Or do you want something that's a little different? Whatever. It teaches all. Georgia, the, so Georgia's not going to look as explosive or look as good, but because they're playing a different type of game. So How does it play out in this game? I fully expect if Georgia's going to be successful in this game, they're going to run the football well. They're going to play game control. They're going to make this a phone booth game and, and and challenge Tennessee's physicality, and then they're going to throw the football when they get numbers to throw it, meaning as Tennessee, if they have to play extra numbers in the box, Georgia can throw the football. They're not a throw it around the lot. They, they're not as good at receiver as Tennessee, but they use the tight ends more. They run a lot of two, sometimes three tight end sets, and they can attack the middle of the field. And so they, it's just different. So I think for them, ideally, Georgia doesn't want to get into that fast break game. They don't want to get up and down the field. They want to play more game control, go on longer drives. Um, I think they can be explosive. I think this Tennessee defense hasn't really been challenged by very good offenses to this point because like lsu's offense has gotten better and better since but we'll we'll see i think though that to try to win a shootout type game doesn't is not what you want to do because i think tennessee can score they can score quickly and they they don't want this game to be whoever gets the ball last because at that point it could go either way if georgia makes this a phone booth game well then it's georgia and it 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 going to win it and maybe going to win it decisively. So it's about styles. It's about imposing your will and who's able to do that's going to be the key. So it's just a matter of what you like, what you prefer. But, you know, here's the thing that I always say is we've not seen a team and Tennessee may be the, the outlier this year. We've not seen a team that plays this type of tempo to this degree, go all the way and win it win everything. Um, when you see it, and I think we're, we're training towards that way, you may see more and more teams do that. But I, I think a couple of things that have jumped out at me about this Tennessee team is how the defense has played and stepped up when they needed to, have needed to this year, and how well they pass protect. Those are the two things that I don't think is Tennessee's getting enough credit for uh, because I think everyone looks at it as, it's the offense and it is it is without this explosive offense i mean you know with that defense not having the benefit of an explosive offense you know they're a they're a nice team that's going to a bowl game uh but with this offense they're they're next level uh and whether this continue can continue the rest of the way that's that's what i know i'm excited to find out i'm sure everybody is
1: Explain real quick, if you can, what you mean by phone booth game. I know what you mean. Oh, yeah. It may not.
3: Yeah. You know, just, you know, Tennessee obviously is the opposite of that. They want to spread you out. They want to go quick, go fast. Georgia wants to line up. They want to run power. They they want to make it a more physical game. That's what we call the phone booth game. You know, you can't run away from us. You're going to have to stay here and fight us. And physically, we're better than you at the line of scrimmage. We can move you off the ball. We've got a better defensive line. Um, you know georgia now i know nolan's not there but they're healthy on the defensive line for the first time in some time too like some of their stretches in kent and Met, you've got a really good nose tackle and and i think better defensive tackle play than tennessee's face so they want to make that a strength they in other words they want to make the game close and keep you from spreading out what well, tennessee's gonna gonna try to avoid that as much as possible if you were I don't know how many people were boxing fans in the old day, but long oh, yeah. time ago, you know, you know, maybe you, you remember Muhammad Ali was the rope dope and come around, you know, you, the Joe Frazier's, the Sonny Liston's would get you in a corner and just on you. That's a little bit about the style. So that's a phone booth game. Make it, make it close. Make it at the line of scrimmage. If it's a line of scrimmage game, Georgia wins it. Got a big advantage. If it's a spread-out game, advantage to Tennessee, and we'll see if Georgia can match that.
1: How many times, and you scout every single game, how many times have you seen Stetson Bennett be the positive difference in the game and he's the reason why Georgia won the game?
3: Yeah, he's, they're not built that way. Uh, But if you look at it last year, I mean, they won a lot of games last year he played very well but they blew out a lot of people and you can look at it and say with their defense they could have won it with another quarterback not any quarterback but another quarterback i I would say that if you looked at um the national championship game he played you know well for stretches now i mean the defense stepped up and was a big factor too but um more, I don't have the, the exact numbers where I can go back and look at every game that he's played. He's played so many. Um, how many of them I would say it's this number, but I would say more than people think. But again, that to me in some ways is a positive because they, what good quarterback play is more than just great throws. Mm-hmm. It's about good decisions, protecting the football, getting you out of a bad play at the line of scrimmage into a better play. Those are things that maybe people don't see or say, you know, like for example, you come to the line of scrimmage and you check into a run and hand it off. And it's a great run. Quarterback doesn't get credit for that. Well, that's the quarterback that's making the pre snap read and adjustment that, you know, you, to me, as a—I mean, as a coach, we all look at that and say, "What a r- great job there!" That's every bit as good as a a tight throw, but but that's not seen that way publicly. So he's done a lot, uh, probably a lot more than people think. This year, he's actually played better because they've relied more on their offense, being the the bell cow. Um, yeah, so I think he's been he's been. He's been pretty. He's been pretty good. I, I I'll say that.
2: So even with him not, there's a game where he didn't throw a single touchdown, and I think that's the game where he he was in the Heisman talk until that game. Um, I think it was more based on his body of work um, throughout his career than it is for for this season. So what does Tennessee need to do to capitalize on Stetson Bennett's? <laughs> Not his faults, but his, where he's lame-ness. not so great.
1: Are you trying to say lameness? No, I'm
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, I think I think your, your Tennessee, you, you, to me, there are two things you got to do. And this is one thing that Stetson Bennett's probably um, underrated at. He can run. He's actually a very good athlete and can run the football well, and he can extend plays. So what Tennessee's got to do, First of all, you got to stop the run because it's a play action passing based offense. They do other things with Todd Munkin, but it's all based on their ability to run the football. So Tennessee's got to stop the run. You stop the run, um, then the play action's not as effective. What you also have to do is make sure that you respect, not a spy necessarily, because I don't, you know, I think that, that limits you there. I think you can you can do some things defensively where you, you can get up field, but you really do a good job rough, uh, of, of staying in your rush lanes and not providing uh, any escape uh, routes because they can get into like, you know, if you force them into third and 12, you know, that's a good situation. And then, you know, he escapes and he picks up a first down and you got four downs that your defense has to stay on the field. So, I think the aggressiveness of this Tennessee's defense has made a number of big plays. Uh, if you're just looking at it, you're looking at, say, the skill set, a a healthier Will Levis or, you know, some other folks are a little bit more talented physically than Stetson. But it's about Georgia's offensive line. It's about Georgia's, you know, running backs that are, by the way, good, really good. But Georgia's kind of that, kind of stepped into that Alabama mode where you're starting to prepare them to like what they used to have. Well, I mean, you're not going to be like the, the the best they've had is not going to happen every year. So Georgia's kind of on a different level good with some of their 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 ability to run the football and their defensive players. So they're, they're not as good overall this year, but I still think that their offensive line is very good, it's much better than, say, Alabama's offensive line, just to give a comparison. Um, at least they play that way to this point, and uh, I think got to stop the running game, and I and I think you've got to stop the, the escape lanes, and you got to do a good job to, uh, covering the tight ends. Look, you got a, a six, seven, two hundred eighty-five pound guy. You got to defend, and who's going to cover that guy?
2: Uh, Washington. I mean,
3: yeah, you know, I mean, that's just. And then Bowers is the the big flex wide receiver tight end, but Washington. And so they, what they do is they run tight end sets, sometimes two tight end sets, that they can run the football out of or they can release a tight end and they've got a big matchup advantage. So, again, you got to look in great teams for what they are. It's Georgia, it's not – they don't live off the big play like Tennessee does. Georgia lives off the we're going to work the ball down the field and run it be physical, work the tight end in the passing game, and then if you overplay that, and they get a one-on-one matchup. Those Stetson Bennett can hurt you there if it has enough time. So, and a lot of times what they do is those use those tight ends. They use what we call we call uh, we call it a tight end screen, where literally a guy would just turn around at the line of scrimmage, and you run past him, and it's just like a simple toss that any of us can make at any point. I mean, just from here. So they've got a very simplistic way of doing it they but they do it with a lot of personnel. I think the key is is going to be can Georgia defensively prevent the big play because what happens if Tennessee gets out to a 17 nothing lead or something like that then you know Georgia has to stay in rhythm um on schedule offensively. They can't get into this shootout. We're going to spread out and do the same thing they they have to be where they run the football, be a little bit more patient. They can do that. As long as it's a close game, they'll be able to run their offense. If Georgia gets behind, then that's where Georgia's having to chase. Georgia's not as built, as well built for that, and that's where the game can get lopsided. That's where, you know, or make mistakes. That's where Tennessee, you know, at, at one point started to run away from Alabama they definitely ran away from LSU because of mistakes and you, you, you know you're playing chase of a team that you know that you got to score a touchdown every time quickly because they're going to continue to score that's what Tennessee wants to continue to do can they do that against Georgia on the road it's a different challenge that's going to be the key is is how they're able to handle that and how they're able to handle Georgia's run game and then, obviously, can they score quickly, make the big play, and get up big on this Georgia team to help the defense, their defense out by having Georgia be one-dimensional? You know, you can make a team one-dimensional. You don't have to worry about the run game because they can't run it because they're down so far. That's that's what Tennessee's mantra is. That's how they make their defense better.
1: I meant to say this earlier, if you have a question specifically about the the X's and O's headed into this game, go ahead and post them on the message board and I'll get them to Chris Landry of LandryFootball.com. If you haven't joined LandryFootball.com, you're absolutely insane. Join them uh, now. Join Chris's website. It's fantastic. You'll know more about football than you ever (coughs) imagined possible. And
3: And, and, and real quick, if I can mention something before you go to that, just to give you an idea to to Amanda's point, though, or, or asking about it. Tennessee has the most statistically the most productive offense in college football, Georgia's number two. And yet they couldn't be more different how they do it. It just, you know, it's a different way to do it. Right. And so just, but just to give you an idea, well, they're not, if, if again, it's more style, substance, substance style. I mean, I think both are substantive, but in a different way. So just, just another start to throw in there.
1: So, but, what 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 statistic are are you basing that off the yards per play or yards per game or I'm curious it, it
3: number it's a combination I mean yards but you know uh, point total third down efficiency red zone efficiency uh, Georgia's number one in third down conversions you know Tennessee's more explosive on early downs you know so again it, it's a little bit of a different style but but when you're looking at um, in total offense. You know where you encompass everything. They're one and two.
1: I would not have thought about and completely
3: Georgia. in completely different ways of doing it.
1: I would not have uh, I would not have thought Georgia would be number two by those metrics. That surprises me. I know Amanda has uh, one last one that she wants to jump in there, but I love the story of Byron Young. The guy was working at a Dollar General store like four and a half years ago. And uh, how good do you think? Um, he, he can be potentially in the NFL and where do you think he might be picked? I know that's kind of out of left field, but I just love the No,
3: sport. No, he's a really good player. I love his story. I love his, um, his character. I love his work ethic. I love his commitment. I love his maturity to understand that um, there's something better out there for me. I'm going to work for it. Nothing's going to be given to me. I'm going to earn it so refreshing in today's world where um not enough of that um that's big on me uh old school football guy when i sit down with him at all star games at combine that i'm looking forward to that as opposed to having to try to understand why you know why why as an
1: entourage
3: yeah you know and just just you know just some of the stuff that you know you have to deal with and okay when you transferred it four times, okay? Let's walk me through it. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, so really good. And, but but beside that, he's one heck of a football player, and uh, no, I think he's got a chance to play at the next level and be a very effective player, and he's somebody i like on my team, and certainly um, has gotten, and my scouting reports have been very positive on what I've known about him and how he's gotten to this point, uh, so. I'm excited for his future and that story is we need to talk about it even more because I, I think that's, I think that's how you do it, quite frankly.
2: So, <clears throat> sorry.
3: You choked up there?
2: No, I didn't get choked Landry, up. I've...
1: Landry got you emotional.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that? Uh so here we are, Coach Landry and his Real quick, one reason Georgia will win this game, one reason Tennessee will win this game, and what's your prediction?
3: Georgia will win it if Tennessee's having trouble defending the run uh, because then Georgia can kind of take the air out of the ball to some degree, score points, Um, and, and Georgia also defensively will have to prevent the big play. They have to defend Tennessee's run game with less numbers. They they can't sit there and have to play seven, eight man fronts to stop the run because that's not going to be enough to defend Tennessee's offense from hitting the big play. So and, and if you if you kind of go over what I'm talking about, you could pretty much flip the opposite for Tennessee. That's the keys to the game. So for Tennessee it's their offense has to continue to click with the deep ball scoring early, getting a lead, you get a lead, then your defense can play uh, a a little differently with having to play a one-dimensional team as opposed to having to defend the play action. Uh, Tennessee's, you know, got to get their secondary some help by getting good pass rush, getting Georgia in third and long. So to me, for Tennessee, it's defending the run on early down. So if it's it's important for Georgia to run the football very well. It's just as important for Tennessee to defend the run very well, particularly on early downs, the force third, and longs, whereas Georgia wants to stay on schedule. And then offensively for Tennessee, you got to be able to hit uh, the deep ball. You've got, That's got to continue to work. You've got to be able to – and I think they've done this well. The way to me to kind of – I would force Tennessee to have to go on eight or ten play drives. Because it's just simple math. If you go have to convert eight or 10 plays, there might be a drop ball. There might be a tip ball. It might be, you know, whatever, uh, a good good play defensively to prevent them from getting into the end zone. The quick score over the top, boom, it's over. And it's you are back and you're trying to figure out how we can make up the points. So I, I think that Tennessee, if George is able to defend the run early uh, with, with limited personnel and keep maximum guys in coverage then I think Tennessee is going to need to be effective working the ball, the middle of the field in the passing game and being really good in the red zone, because I think that the best way, and this will, this will give a summation of how good this Tennessee offense has been. The best way, in my opinion, to beat this Tennessee offense is to prevent the big play, to make them go the length of the field, make them, score in the red zone because you don't have as much of a field. you got the the back end of the end zone that's your your boundary defender make them score in the red zone make it tougher make them to the throw in the tight windows the number one red zone offense in the fcc is tennessee they're still pretty good when they have to do that so but that's a better way than giving up the deep ball because you're out of position or you're biting on the run that's kind of how I see the game strategically and matchup wise. Um, I am literally working right now on Landryfootball.com finalizing uh, the pick for this game, and I've really gone back and forth. Any Anybody that's followed us since we've started this, I felt strongly that Georgia and Alabama were the two best teams in the league. Uh, did not see Tennessee in that group. I thought they were maybe the second best team in the east. Um, thought they might be better than Kentucky. Tennessee's better than I thought they would be. As I study them more and more, I'm more and more impressed because I think they've gotten better and better. I went back and I looked at the Tennessee Alabama game again. And, and just a couple of things that jumped out at me in the overall part of it that as poorly as Alabama played, and, and a lot of that was induced by Tennessee, but but some of it was self-induced. Um, Alabama had every chance to win it and, and didn't get it done. Tennessee did. I, I I wonder, and this is, I mean, I don't know to, to be perfect. I, I, I don't, this is why it's so funny. I don't know who's going to win it. If I had to guess, I would favor Georgia. Because I think for Tennessee to win, I mean, if if Georgia plays a clean game, and doesn't make a ton of mistakes, which, by the way, if they get behind in this game, there's likely to be some turnovers like Alabama had turnovers, and that could be that could be the equalizer again. But if Georgia plays a clean game or, or if Alabama played a clean game, I, I don't know that, that the result would have been the same or would be the same again. And then you're playing on the road. There's a lot there that if I was forced to pick, which I, I am on this show, I would favor Georgia, but I'm not real confident that. um, I think Tennessee's got a really good chance to win it. I really do. Um, Better than I thought at any point during the year. But I think Georgia's the more complete team. There are more ways in which Georgia can win it. I think there's a narrower path for Tennessee to win it. But, man, have they mastered that narrow path, and they go down like, you know, the roadrunner. Down that path. They're really, really good at what they do. It's the most consistent and unstoppable facet of any team all year long, the Tennessee offense. No one's really come close to it. This is a different team, a better team. So, as I've said before, this is a bigger, better challenge for Tennessee. I think we're, I know you can only go by who you've played and what you've done. This is going to tell me. You know truly how good Tennessee is. I know what I've seen, but this is going to be on the road against Georgia. Not unless it's a Georgia team, it doesn't need to be. They're not playing that team. Against this Georgia team, they're capable. I'm just curious to see if they're going to be able to do it. If forced to pick, I probably give Georgia the edge, um, and that's where I'm leaning. You know, in my uh, in my summation over at Landry Football, which I'm literally working on.
1: Great stuff, Chris. We will talk to you soon. The fact that uh, you think Tennessee has a realistic chance of winning this game just shows you what Tennessee has been able to accomplish over the course of the season because uh, we love having you on because you are objective. And um, you, you you said early on that Tennessee is not of that ilk. The fact that you've changed your mind a little bit, I think, uh, speaks volumes about what Tennessee's done. So uh i I was with you i didn't think they'd compete with georgia or alabama this year i thought this would be a trend upwards that was supposed to be what my business model was based off of but here we go chris great (laughs) chris great stuff we certainly (laughs) we certainly appreciate it i thought we were going to be talking about a nine and three season then get really ramped up for 2023 but
3: that's not the case yeah and it's almost bad because it's like there's really nowhere to go but down next year so it's uh you know, people's ideas, It's uh, that's what people, you know, are going to be expecting now. So, so I've kind of tell coaches all the time, oh, you can win too fast, too quick. And all of a sudden, they expect that all the time. And it's not realistic There's very few people have been able to do that. So, yeah, it ought to be a great one. Enjoy it. Whatever happens, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's been a great year for Tennessee. And let's see if the magic ride continues. I- I'm excited to find out.
1: All right, buddy, we appreciate you. Chris Landry of LandryFootball.com. I still remember the story of Philip Fulmer saying that his wife came up to him at the ninety eight National Championship game right after and said, well, you've done it now. And he said, what? And he says, you've got their expectations so high. That's what they're going to expect forever and ever. That is what happens. Um, and, and and we don't even need to talk about that. <clears throat> season, but Tennessee is going to have to find a new quarterback. We don't have to go there. but
2: Don't they have Nico coming in?
1: Well, they have the Nico coming in and I like Taven Jackson and they got Joe Milton. I mean, I think they'll, they'll be, be okay. Time. But at the end of the day, I will say this, this is the kind of special pixie dust that coaches talk about that you sprinkle on players and you have magic chemistry. That is either Josh Heupel's greatest strength, even more than an offense, or it is, just a a weird convergence of a lot of different personalities.
2: You really think that it's pixie dust? I mean, I'm just saying, I don't know of a team that it was just, they just randomly came together all under, I mean, maybe 2019 LSU, but consistently speaking, teams that seem like they're playing as a team, it's most of the time it's coaching.
1: Well, um, I think it's coaching. I'm 70, I'm um, 80%. Yes. Coaching. I think Josh Heupel is way ahead of the curve schematically. And I think he's a good players coach. In other words, discipline is there. I hate it when people say players coach, because that usually means you get away with stuff. I don't think he's that type of players coach, but I think the players like playing for him. So, yeah, if, if you made me bet today, I'd feel pretty confident saying that. Tennessee is going to be in this position to win championships as long as Josh Heupel is is their head coach. They may or may not win four championships. They may or may not win one. But I think they will be in the running and in a competitive situation to win those as long as he is the head coach at Tennessee, which, as I wrote on offthogsports.com, I think the NFL will come calling, but I think he'll be at Tennessee for... Until 2030. Uh, I believe that. And I I made that prediction online. And uh, I compare him to Spurrier a lot, Amanda. And I think Steve Spurrier, if he could do it over again, he would have stayed at Florida. I don't think he liked recruiting, but the NFL, he didn't like the fact that it was out of his control, a lot of the personnel decisions. And his offense didn't work well of not protecting the quarterback at that time. It may work now with the new rules. Um, and then he goes back to South Carolina and makes them almost, well, they were an sec East contender.
2: They're relevant.
1: Yeah. But does he have more than one championship in his back pocket national championship? If he stays at Florida, I believe so.
2: Yeah, I could see that.
1: Um, So I think, you know Josh Heupel's smart enough where he won't make that uh, type of decision because Spurrier was very cocky. It's like, I'm just going to take this thing to the NFL and win multiple Super Bowls. What's the
2: difference? Yeah. Heupel's not like that at all. I don't see Heupel as being a very cocky. I mean, I understand it's early on in his career, but relatively so. But I don't see him being as that cocky, arrogant person. And I also think that translates into the players because normally if the coach is cocky, then the players turn cocky, and then you see like a big cluster of cocky people. but I don't see Hypel as being that and i've I said this yesterday I've said it many times. I see Hypel and Sabin very close very close knit people I know that seems weird to say, but very similar, opposite but similar. I don't know how to explain that um discipline's well, the same
1: opposite you know. in their approach Sabin's but similar approach. Yes. Yeah, man, I could I could see that. And listen, if if you and I are sitting here, and there's some combination of Spurrier and Saban, then Tennessee's in pretty good shape.
2: That's what it seems like, to be honest. It's a Josh Heupel equals Spurrier plus Saban, but less angry.
1: Yes, <laughs> this is somewhere in between, and not as smart. <laughs> uh back in two minutes. This day in Tennessee sports history and it's a doozy. Stay tuned off the exports.
0: Sun, sand, and salt water, the beach is a very relaxing place. Unless you wear contacts, ow! Open your eyes to the best the beach has to offer with LASIK vision correction from Campbell Cunningham Laser Center.
1: Ah.
4: Hey folks, Gary Viles here, Viles Automotive on Callahan Drive. I've been selling cars here in East Tennessee for 27 years. In that time, I've come to realize it's not about the car is about you, the customer. So I'm here to take care of you just like family. Good credit, bad credit, you name it, we can get you taken care of. If we don't have it, we can find it for you. We go across the country to get any vehicle that you want. And here at Viles Automotive, we don't believe in fake numbers. We just give you great deals. And as always, we want, we need, and we appreciate
5: your business. Do you want to own the more that owns every job? Then get to Vassey Lawn and Garden in Cleveland and get you a Toro. I'm David Vassey, here to talk to you about Toro.
0: With a Toro zero turn, you'll get more out of every minute and you'll reach the finish line faster. At Vassies, we like to say, no matter if you're mowing three acres a week or 11 lawns a day, homeowners and business owners alike find confidence in equipment they can trust from top to bottom. Vassie Lawn and Garden, Highway 60 North in Cleveland. Man alive,
5: it's worth the drive. This is Steve Rain, I own the Midnight Oil and Michelin Tire Direct service station here in Ottawa. It's not a fancy place, never has been
1: Here we go. Welcome back. As she is Amanda Froda. I am Dave Hooker, and we'll get to your thoughts on the message board. But first, it is time for what? Well, one of our favorite segments on the program. It is time for This Day in Sports History, and we get to it right now.
0: In Sports History. Putting things in perspective, exclusively on Off the Hook Sports with Dave Hooker. You're so old. When you were a kid, rainbows were black and white. And Amanda LaFrada. Two kids on the block just called. They <laughs> wanted you as a backup dancer.
1: Well, this is a good one. This day in sports history, number seven, Tennessee beats Notre Dame, 28-13. to Julian Battle picks up a fumble and takes it 81 yards for a touchdown. Casey Clawson threw one touchdown and ran for another. Uh, That was a pretty good football team. That was back in 2001. What did that team do? Well, they went on to play for an SEC championship, but didn't win it against some guy named Nick Saban. And so there you go. That's this day in sports history. I miss those Notre Dame rivalries. Um, you know, they had a lot of great, great games. You had the miracle at South Bend, which was an incredible game. You had the year before that actually was a fantastic game, even though Tennessee didn't beat Notre Dame. It was in Neyland Stadium. That is the game. That I've seen, I was, um, I guess, about 16, 17 years old. And I I went with my stepdad at the time and I saw more talent on that field than I think I've ever seen in my life, assembled between two teams. Um, You had uh, Rocket Ishmael, who I'm sure you remember. Um, You had him, uh, you had um, Tennessee was absolutely loaded with the Alvin Harpers of the world and just on and on and on. You go back and look at that game and the amount of players that went on to play in the pros was unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. So Amanda, reset us with uh, today's tough question, how we phrase that and where we stand
2: Okay, give me a second. Let me scroll through and find it.
1: Take your time because you've been tweeting like a mad person today.
2: I have, so I got to scroll. Okay. What is your favorite aspect of this team? Uh, Moxie and mindset, character and humility, storylines, young slash hooker, excitement and schemes. And at this moment, excitement and schemes is the one that is winning. It's the option that is winning.
1: All right, here we go. Yes. Oh.
2: Then followed by Moxie and mindset, character and humility, and then storylines.
1: All right. Let's go a little bit of message board bingo. And here's how this works. Message board bingo. Amanda will read a message board post off of a message board. And if you can tell us which team's message board hosts that post, then you can win uh, your selection. You can win either a, a gift pack. From our friends at Alice Barbecue, so your barbecue will be better than anybody else's. Or you can also win uh, something from a little bit of craft treats. Uh, how about craft treats? Go to crafttreats.com, get twenty percent off any of the products on crafttreats.com. But remember this as well: that the chill pills are fantastic with the CBD cannabinoids because the chill pills will absolutely take care of your dog's anxiety issues it'll take care of your uh, dog's digestive issues or arthritis issues that's where it helps young Thaddeus who's laying right there crafttreats.com use the promo code off the hook that's off the hook and get 20% off and as I, I say often and I mean it all of our sponsors and advertisers on this program are people that we either do business with Or would if we need their services. So we want to make sure that you um, have the easy choice of knowing that you can go to somebody that we refer. And we certainly would refer crafttreats.com with the promo code off the hook. You get 20% off. And then Alice Nest Barbecue, if ever in the Oudowa area and you want to up your barbecue game, they've got the Green Mountain Grills as well. But the sauces and the rubs and the expertise is fantastic. Message board bingo is now boom.
2: Um, like, subscribe, and share, everyone.
1: Just... Like, subscribe, and share. And...
2: All right. Temporary enclosure to our stadium. One of the things that limits the noise in our stadium is the unenclosed slash bridge end zone. What would y'all think about us installing a temporary wall slash roof in that end zone to keep the noise in? Perhaps it could be a large sheet run between two wires.
1: I know who this is because I know the stadium layout. So I'm not gonna say it. That's good. For ten seconds. John says U G A. Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm surprised they haven't closed that in, but I guess physically they'd have to tear down that bridge to do it.
2: I don't know. Do you think they with all their, you know, national championships, they'd have the money
1: two in 50 years. Uh, Yeah,
2: that's what they
1: see what you're doing there. Um, That's pretty good. Uh, All right. So we got another one in here for a message board. Bingo hit it, Amanda.
2: What I've heard from a very credible source regarding Dion Sanders. They interviewed him in person last week and he said he wanted total control of the program and he wanted a percentage of the NIL money. He raises they said be- absolutely not, and it pretty much ended there. Frankly, you gotta respect for you gotta respect him for asking for that. Smart.
1: Okay, well, that I don't believe the latter. I think he's fine on money. Um I
2: don't.
1: Yeah. This don't, is
2: a message board.
1: Right, right. I love when people say, oh, I got a source who said well, who's yeah. the source exactly. Oh, it's this guy that posted on the message board and he's right almost all the time. Yeah. Um no, I, I I think I know who this is. Uh, we have a... Uh, Joe says... Oh, well, who's the first? Doo, doo, doo. Smoky Mountain Red said South Carolina. I don't think that's correct. No. Nugs said Auburn. There you go. You're our winner. So the email is on the message board. So shoot me your uh, contact info if you would like a hooker t-shirt, if you would like how about we can also hook you up with something super sweet, like uh, something from CraftTreats.com. CraftTreats.com. Use the off the hook uh, promo code, get 20% off. And also, we have Owls Nest Barbecue. So, we have all that that we can take care of you with. And uh, we appreciate our advertisers. I want to welcome on board, as I've said earlier, Zach England of Best and Brock, and also Campbell Cunningham, Taylor and Han. I can see thanks to LASIK. It's pretty awesome. So go ahead and email us. Um, you're the prize winners. So we trust you. We know it'll be under a different name, but uh, I'll be sure and hook you up. So Amanda LaFrada tomorrow on the program, we will have coach Lance. We love that. He always makes me laugh. We will have Jonathan Crompton. So a uh, big, big show. She's Amanda LaFrada. Oh, yes. What? what I
2: have. So I, I want to ask the message board before we go. So I have a, um, an idea just because in case Tennessee doesn't win, I don't want to jump into a river. But I have a thought of something that I could do for like a lucky fan. That sounds real bad. That sounds real bad. It's
1: like, something that, I c- it's like we began the show with OnlyFans and now we're back to OnlyFans.
2: <laughs> no. Something I could, if we had somebody that uh, like, I don't know how we would do it but something that would be possible for me to do other than that and i have an idea
1: okay let's okay do you want to think on that or do you no i
2: want to can i show it <laughs> <laughs> it's just a question
1: okay so we have a contest that amanda will do something for a lucky winner oh. and she's going to show you it right now
2: Yes, it's just, it'll take just a second, and Smoky I will Mountain show Red,
1: Smoky Mountain Red said free Zool beer. I don't think we can do that.
2: Uh, no, that's pretty give away- illegal.
1: Give away beer. How- Nug said an autograph. From who? I guess you.
2: Oh, I don't think yeah. he really wants that. Okay, so I, this is my thought, okay? Because I don't want to jump in a river, and I'm sorry, I'm I'm going to chicken out. But this is my thought. I could make... This is what I can make, and it takes a long time. Okay. But it is a Blanton's bottle. If you can't see it, and it has the Tennessee script across it, and it's checkerboard. And I could draw a winner. It lights up. They're really... They're pretty cool. But I could draw somebody, and I will make this bottle for them instead of jumping in the river because I just... Really don't want to jump in the
1: river. Well, if you're listening listening on our audio feed, then uh, I will just go ahead and tell you that uh, it looks great. I'll tweet
2: can- it out.
1: Yes, uh, Amanda, Dave is going to lose. You're good.
2: So, Thank you. Yeah, the
1: the the bet is again that uh, one of us uh, originally set to jump in the river, uh, Norris Lake, as a matter of fact, not the river, Norris Lake. I'm not jumping in that nasty river. But I'll jump in uh, Norris Lake because I picked Georgia to start the season. Amanda picked uh, Tennessee. So we'll work all of that out. Have a fantastic day, everyone. No, I'm not jumping in the river. I'll jump in a lake. That river's nasty. Off the hook Sports, we'll talk to you on Friday with Jonathan Crompton, Coach Lance. It'll just be a cast of thousands. Have a fantastic Thursday.